Welcome, everyone, to the latest episode of the Here's Johnny podcast. I'm your host, Larry. And I am Justin. So this week, you can tell by the title and by the kick-ass artwork, thank you again, Michelle. Uh, we are reviewing Tim Burton's Mars Attacks. Yeah, um, she. I, I know we kind of talked about doing art for it a while ago. I completely forgot. Uh, and then she did it in like two days. So <laughs> It's super, super cool. If you want to, you can head on over to our... Uh, is it a Teespring? Where, where, where's our tea, where's our merch stuff at? Um, I'll pin it in a tweet, I think, because I don't know. <laughs> okay, but yeah, if you want to, you can head over there. You can get all of our new artwork and stuff on T-shirts or mugs or magnets. I know Rachel is is privy to the magnets. I know I want a new mug with this. Yeah, I, I actually got it on a travel mug, and I just got it today and got a travel mug. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be getting a coffee mug to, to have to match my other one that you sent me. <laughs> Man, so, I mean, it's awesome. So it's so so cool. Um. And then I think there's plans potentially for the Scream mini season, but we'll we'll see what happens. Yes, th- there is. <laughs> okay, cool. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. But yeah, so we're doing Mars Attacks. A um, little bit of a rundown of the episode today. We'll get, break down what we've been up to. Um, I have a book review. No spoilers again. Just another one from the author, James Aggie Jr. Um, do you have anything? No. New games? No, I don't think. Okay. No. All right, perfect. Uh, then we'll be reviewing Mars Attacks wrap things up and at the very end for patrons uh we'll explain why this kind of came up but stick around after the credits if you are a patron you will be able to hear justin and i give our three favorite superhero movies of all time yes uh spoiler none of mine are <laughs> any of the marvel movies <laughs> yeah uh mine either so, oh, okay wicked sorry marcus <laughs> <laughs> They, uh, they don't really come close. But, uh, so that's where we're at. Um, Justin, what's been new with you, man? I know you were sick on Monday. Thank you for heroing through and uh, oh. getting the episode up after Libsyn tried to sabotage us. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, Libsyn tried to fuck Hopefully me. you weren't offended when I when Matt posted in Discord and I was like, let me reach out to the IT department. <laughs> no, I was figure like. Figure what's going on. It's I, just the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really care. <laughs> um, no, I've honestly, I've been sick since sunday um and i'm still like i still have it um it's it's going away i'm a little like groggy in the throat but i feel i feel fine good um so i haven't really done a lot um i obviously i watched mars attacks uh i'm almost caught up with chucky i just have the season finale to watch um yeah i have to actually watch that before i record with rachel next that Which, was forced for me oh you should it is it is surprising i know the series finale just came out so. yeah it's like nine it's like an hour and a half series finale too it's basically oh, cool. a child's play movie um i watched a couple episodes of the new dexter enjoying it is it good it's it's okay actually it's not like amazing mind-blowing or anything but it's it's okay similarly i am waiting for that to be done so i can binge it i'm interested to see where it goes but i don't have high hopes i don't like i I know it's only like a limited series so i don't think they're doing like another season or anything um i think as of right now it's just contained within this one yeah arc although i i understand the subtitle of new blood now so that makes me happy um i watched the cowboy bebop live action did you I, like it? I actually did. I mean, I never, like, watched... I haven't watched the anime. I think I watched, like, maybe four episodes of it and the movie, like, a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. 
I actually thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's definitely the most fun I've had with the show for like in a long time. It's just like fun and I don't know. It, it, it's stupid fun. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, I started playing Persona 5 Strikers again. That's good. Not as good as the the main Persona 5, obviously. Um, God damn, I'm trying to think. Oh, I've been playing more Bloodborne. Um, I've been doing it. I haven't been doing any of it on stream because I just felt Shit, so I shitty. I touched that at all this week. I will tell you I'm about halfway through. Okay. Um, weirdly enough, I think the, <laughs> the harder bosses so far are at the start of the game. I'm yeah, sure. Okay, cool. I, I feel better. I, I'm sure that will change eventually, but like after uh, Vicar Amelia, who is the person after who you are fighting, Mm-hmm. Um, it was a cakewalk for the next couple. Um, I'm trying to think if I've played anything else. I don't think I have really. I, I started playing Forza Horizon Five. That's actually a really fun game, uh, racing mm-hmm. game. Obviously, uh, I think a driving game would be really fun if you had like a good PC and a good monitor set up, and you can kind of like sit in a nice, comfortable chair and like bro out. <laughs> uh, well, actually, uh, so I've been playing it on the Series X. Um. It's fantastic. Like we got that and a steering wheel for my son for his birthday, and he's been oh, loving cool, cool, cool. it. So, and by that I mean I've been pl- I, he's been getting me to play it for him. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's a lot of fun. Um, I don't think I've been doing really much anything else. I've been really sick, so this is like the first day I'm like I went back to work today, so I've been at work like all week. Um, but yeah, this is I'm I'm getting back to it. So hopefully next week I will have some more stuff. What about yourself, Larry? What have you been up to? Honestly, school. So this is yeah. the second to last week of the semester. Um, I have three projects left and two finals due before next Sunday. Um, but I'm doing well. I mean, like I, I'm really enjoying it, and so it makes it a little bit easier. It's just so time-consuming. Um, I actually, when it comes to gaming, that's actually where I've sucked the most. <laughs> I've played uh, Brilliant Diamond like before bed a little bit here and there. I have four gym badges. I'm not in any rush. I'm, like, actually hunting down Pokemon that I want and playing with them. Like, right now my team is... I don't have the Shiny Stone yet, but it'll be Togekiss, um, Empoleon. What does the Shiny uh, Stone do? It evolves Togetic into Togekiss. The big flying Togepi. I, yeah, my... They came out in Gen 4. Okay, no. yeah, no. That's fine. Yeah. You don't have to know. <laughs> Uh, I have a Toxicroak, and I'm looking for a Gibble, and then um, Spirit Tomb, and Spirit Tomb is always just a pain in the ass to get. But it's one of my favorite Pokemon, so that, I suffer. That's um, a book, right? Like it's a book. It's a rock. It's a possessed rock. It's like a little okay. rocket, and then coming out of its head is like a cir- like a big circular cloud with eyes and stuff. Super creepy. Mm. Yeah. Uh, TV. Literally, the only thing I'm watching TV wise is Dragula. How's that going, by the way? Good. My girl's still in it. Saint's still around. Uh, so are you winning? Is, is, huh? Are you winning in the... I don't know. She hasn't posted the new updated scores. I should be pretty close. I've been in second pretty consistently. Because you get a lot of points if you get voted out. Oh. So you get a bump when you get voted out. But like if you stay in longer, you get more points for staying alive. So, that it... so I've always just been like right there at like the cusp. Okay. Um, Interesting. what else, what else, what else? Uh, it, it's been good. Um, but I will say they filmed during COVID. 
and they have some people on the show who are communal compromised and stuff. So like, it's the boulets are having far less interaction with the performers than usual. Yeah, and um, also the editing in this season is very bad. Not like it looks bad, but like they don't show a lot of stuff that during the critiques they talk about. So they show the stage performance and it all looks good, but they don't show that during the performance. So we don't see it. So the judges are like crushing on people who we thought all did great. So is it just like, are they just, so are they editing out like the bad? Like I think so. And, and, and I don't understand why, especially if you're going to talk about it during the judging. Yeah. It, huh. it's, it's weird. Um, movies. Uh, yeah. on, I think it was Tuesday. No, it could have been Tuesday. I think it was Monday. I was studying and I threw on Turner Classic Movies because I've always found that's a nice thing to have in the background, movies that I really don't care to like get involved in, but it's nice to have on. You would hate it because you don't like black and white. Listen here, see? Kind of yeah, movies. Yeah, I think no, absolutely this. not. No, I'm here. I'm just very sick, so I'm just not moving. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so I, was, I had that on and then Cabaret came on. Have you seen Cabaret? No. All right, so it stars Liza Minnelli. Um, it's from director Bob Fosse. Uh, great soundtrack, but also um, it's it's very. I, I love the movie. It's very yeah. like queer, okay, which is really interesting because it came out in the seventies. Like, there's a love triangle between a guy and two two uh, two guys and a girl, um, and it's like set in like the Weimar Republic right before the rise of Nazi Germany. It's just a very very good movie. And I'm familiar with it because of the musical aspect of it. But after that came on another Bob Fosse movie, which I had seen bits and pieces of, but never beginning to end. And it's called All That Jazz. Um, I stayed up till 1230 watching this, Justin. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's in my top five movies of all time. Really? Wow. Blew me the fuck away. It stars Roy Schneider, you know, from Jaws. I, I, I'm so bad with names. He's he, he's the main guy from Jaws, the okay. sheriff. Okay, yeah, yeah, yes. Um, and basically, he's this director who's like obsessed with perfection, and he's like a philanderer and stuff. And he's like trying to get all this stuff done, and he's like getting sick and everything. And it's and then his like the world starts mixing between like his dream world and like what's actually happening. Where by the end you can't tell what's actually going on, and it's like very dark, and I don't know. I I was mesmerized. I stopped, like I literally stopped studying and watched it, and just sat there and just enjoyed every second of it. So well, all hey, that jazz good, by yeah. Bob Fosse, I would recommend it. Damn. Okay. All right. I probably um, won't watch it, but I... yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, then I also this just goes back to what we're doing at the end of the episode. Um, I am very excited for the new Spider-Man movie. Um, not so much like Tom Holland's cool. I, I enjoy his movies and Andrew Garfield's movies were fine too. But with this new one, it really seems like my boy Tobe Maguire is coming back. Oh, dude, you didn't see the like? So there's a is Cineplex Odeon a thing in the states? Yeah. Okay, they obviously are selling tickets ahead of time, and they have the actors <laughs> listed. What a and, bunch of goofballs. And, but we, we all kind of knew, <laughs> yeah. like, especially when we saw Doc Ock and then the Green Goblin and everything. Yeah. 
So I watched the OG 1 and 2. I'm going to watch 3 before I go see it in theaters. And that's why I brought this up to you is even though Batman is my first love, mm-hmm. uh, I specifically remember when that first Spider-Man movie came out. And... Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yes. Save it. Save it. All right, we'll, we'll save it. Because trust yeah, me, that is going to be brought up. Mars Attacks. Yeah. Um, as far as books, I finished Salem's Wake. We'll talk about that here in a few minutes. And I have like two and a half hours left in Fellowship. Would you ever play uh, Lord of the Rings dungeon, like D&D game? Hell yeah, I would. Okay. We, we should sure, talk. Okay, we should talk because I just updated it. Oh, really? I didn't even know that was a thing, but yeah, I, oh, I yeah. definitely would. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> and that's all. That's all I got. I'm sorry. No. Uh, so we can do the book review if you want to real quick. Yeah, absolutely. I have the next book from James Aggie Jr. that I was given. Um, I'm not sure if I talked about this the last time I reviewed one of his works, but N Reluctant is James Aggie Jr. on uh, Reddit. So the person who sent me the codes is the actual author. He didn't tell me, um, which makes me feel happy that I liked it so that I wasn't sending him back <laughs> things that I, I hated. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But this week's book was the longest yet. It's called Salem's Wake. Uh, and the no spoiler review of this one is that these two high school friends, uh, Sparrow, um, a girl, and Jason, a boy, uh, go on this like class trip to Salem, Massachusetts, and when they're there, some, I mean, obviously it's called Salem's Wake, so you can kind of guess maybe some things that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they end up getting forced to look at one of the most controversial times in American history, like the Salem Blitz trials and the puritanical stuff. Um, it switches between the perspective of Jason and Sparrow. So, like, one chapter will be Sparrow, one chapter will be Jason. Um, so, as far as my thoughts on it, I enjoyed it. I, I did. Uh, I think the story is really cool. I think that this time period is very interesting. Uh, I think the Salem Witch Trials in particular, it's why we were so frustrated when we did Witches, is, like, trying to find good horror based around witchcraft is a pain in the butt we didn't do witches yet yeah we did didn't we did we no. do blair witch yeah you just That's wanted right, to do we blair cheated witch and just did blair witch <laughs> yeah you just wanted to do blair witch so we did it. oh that's right <laughs> well whatever we, we have looked into games in particular yeah. oh games is like impossible i can think of maybe one and it's like uh rpg maker game Oh, motherfucker. Not happening. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, I don't yeah, have um, It's about four hours long. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not actually sure how much it costs on Amazon. I can look real quick while we're talking. But do you have any questions about it? I It's always hard for me to discuss, discuss when I can't spoil stuff. So if you have any questions, um, you can feel free to ask me and I can. So, so you had mentioned that it is the longest one yet. Correct. Um, does it like. I'm trying to think of a way to word this because I, if I word it wrong, it's going to sound bad, and I really don't mean it that way. No, but no, is, no, go for it. Is it like 
can you feel that extra length or does it feel like deserved? No, it just felt like a longer story. So okay. I, I mentioned when we were, uh, when I reviewed the last one I reviewed, which was um, Under the Mountain, right? Yeah. And I told you how like I really liked that one. That one to me felt very much like a Percy Jackson kind of story, but it's young adult. So if you don't like young adult, you're not going to like it. This one still is young adult. Like it, okay. it definitely is. However, there are some graphic gore sequences that take place in this, mm-hmm. which took me aback. Only because, like, you're in a young adult novel, and then some—I don't want—I don't want to get spill the beans, but some dark stuff begins to happen, uh, and it's brutal. It's very brutal. Very brutal sequences of violence that really shocked me for the rest of the tenor of the book. Mm. It has to do with Puritans and rooting out witches and stuff. Okay, interesting. It, so is it like on the level... Well, so this is this is going to be a... This would be a tough thing for anybody okay. to, to climb. Tough hurdle. Is it like up to snuff with like a like a goosebumps, or would you say it's like more adult than that? More adult than goosebumps, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Okay. Obviously, you and I most recently did the last goosebumps, goosebumps book we did was Welcome to Hortland, and that was even the TV show. But I read the book too. Did you read the book when we did the TV show? No, I should have though. It's brutal. It's very hard. If you read it to your boy, I don't think you have a hard time. But reading it for like, for yourself for your own pleasure, it was. Uh, very much aged. I had aged out of the goosebump time zone. <laughs> but this one, like, this is, like, older than that. This is, like, definitely like your teen kind of writing style. Mm-hmm. So you're you're past the goosebump. So I feel like goosebumps is for, like, elementary school kids. This is definitely middle school, early high school. Okay. Um, with all that being said, though, the narrator, I, I have to say, was not very good. Um, people listen to the podcast know I'm not very prolific in my audiobooks yeah um and the first audiobook i ever listened to and it's i think it's the reason why i'm so picky and i do apologize for that when it comes to the narrators was harry potter's jim dale who just nailed it like so who, who narrated this one then if you don't mind me asking i can find out i think it's a quick audiobook it's really tell me right yeah it should be right there crystal minkoff mm, I've, i haven't heard of her Okay, so it's not that she's, like, bad. It's just that there are times when I feel like she should have more passion and she doesn't, and she puts a lot of awkward pauses in places that makes the narration weird. Um, So that kind of goes into my final thoughts then, right? Um, To order the book, if you get it on Kindle, it's, like, two bucks. Oh, that's nothing. And it's, like, 250 pages, so it's a quick read, right? Um, the audiobook, it looks like it here is $13, and a paperback is $13. Oh, that's not too bad at all, though. Um, so for my honest opinion, um, this is probably my third favorite. So the third one ranking. The first one probably Under the Mountain. The second one would be his yeah. short story from Monsters Live Here. Um, his was the one about the, the mud people. Um, then this one. But they're all tight. They are they are all tight, and this one really comes down to narration for me. 
Uh, I would say this is a wait for a sale. I think if you read on Kindle for two bucks, this is a steal. I think it's a good read, especially if you have like, I wouldn't read it to your boy. Remember I told you, like, like I mentioned, you could probably read Under the Mountain to your boy. I would not yeah. read this one to your boy because of some of the more gory stuff that happens in it. Um, I do think $13 is a little high only because of, for the audiobook that is, because the narration doesn't do the story justice, in okay. my opinion. Um, but if you were able to get this for a few bucks on the audiobook sale, or if you have a, a credit sitting around, I, I definitely think it's worth it. I think I do, actually. So if you have a credit, I I would tell you to get Under the Mountain because, Justin, um, so that's my review of it, but a little bit of behind-the-scenes talk for the audience. I've been communicating with James Eggie Jr. I have two more of his books I need to finish up, but I think he's going to come on the podcast for an interview. Well, that would be awesome. Yeah, so I'm going to wait to see which one of my favorite is. Yeah. And yeah. then I'm going to ask you to, to listen to it. And oh, yeah, absolutely. With how fast you go through, I'm not really that concerned about handing you a four or five hour Dude. audiobook. <laughs> did you see my, uh, did I show you how, what my listen time on like the Spotify raft was? Uh, mine was 47,000 minutes. What was yours? Oh, I got to look at my, I think mine was, f- shit, sorry. Hold on. I got to open my gallery. You're good. You're good. Um, Of course, I, I would bring this up and then not even have it ready. Unprepared, oh. slacking. Mine was forty six. Okay, but I also read like ten audiobooks this year. That's what I'm gonna say. Like that does not take account to your Audible, and because of you, well, you you did more than ten. You went through almost all the Dark Tower. You read at least three um, books that I recommended. Oh from, right. Uh, um, what's his face? I can't think. Um, the, the guy who the wrote horror uh, store. Final Girl Survivors Club, yeah. the horror store, everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck. Okay, so I guess a lot. Yeah, I've read yeah, more you, than you 10. Have, you absolutely have a lot more. <laughs> and a lot of mine, too, is uh, drive time podcasts. Mm. So, mine yeah, is apparently yeah. the same five songs on repeat, so, you know. <laughs> I had a lot of variety. Devin was pretty much solidly metalcore. I love the Spotify rap. It's like my, one of my favorite things at the end of the year. Yeah, me too. I love it. I love my to see how much I listen to Persona 5. Happy. Oh, mine was uh, Silly and Spooky. That fits you perfectly. Right? I it's, think that's it's all that Dark Souls you. music I listen to now. <laughs> oh, by the way, I have not gotten to you because I wasn't feeling well after work, but I have those three songs you sent to me booked to listen to tomorrow. So I okay. will listen to them. You have to listen that. to those first two in the order I sent them because there is a through line. Okay. Okay. So that being said, Justin, your camera is turned off again. But while you're fixing that, audience, Oops, join there we us. Go. There it is. Yeah. Join us as we discuss Mars Attacks. That's it. All right, yeah, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> so, when did you first see this movie? Oh God. Um, when did this movie come out? Ninety six. Ninety six. So probably nineteen ninety six. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't remember seeing it in theaters, but that was like I definitely a very long time ago. I can tell you. I remember I was it was on VHS where I saw it. Uh, I I can't remember if it was my grand my grandpa or a cousin who let me borrow a VHS copy of it. And I remember watching it, and I got to the point where Marty McFly dies. Yeah. And I was terrified, and I turned it off and couldn't sleep. And for the longest time, I was too afraid to come back to this movie. So it wasn't until like high school where I finally came back and finished this movie because it literally scared the shit out of me as a young kid. I was like five or six when I saw this. That's wild because like I, I've never actually been like scared by this movie. Oh, dude, scared the shit out of the aliens <laughs> when they talked. And then, like I said, just watching my boy Marty McFly die. Like, because, like, I obviously was a big Back to the Future fan. Um, even as a kid, it was, like, one of the first, like, I, I, I still remember loving that movie as a little kid. Yeah. And to see him could turn into a green skeleton. We'll, we'll talk about all this later. But yeah. that my, my first impression is I literally watched it, ejected it, and never came back to it for, like, 10 years. I think I watched it and enjoyed it because I do remember watching it a lot as a kid. Like yeah. a lot, um, and then I just kind of like stopped watching it for the longest time, and I seem to watch it like once every couple of years, kind of thing. Um, so this is obviously from director Tim Burton, and yeah. I think I've talked about him enough that I hope a lot of people are already aware that he is one of my favorite directors of all time, if not my favorite director. Um, it floats around between him, Scorsese, Tarantino, and Baz Luhrmann. Uh, depending upon my mood, but I actually wrote a blog post about Tim Burton <laughs> many, many moons ago for an old website that is no longer there. Oh, is that the, um, the Wix site? Yeah, yeah. It was a long one, too. It was like, I wrote it when I was out in Utah when I first got out there. I had like, no friends or anything, and I like wrote like a five-page blog post about the, the filmography <laughs> of Tim Burton. Um, and it has just a fucking incredible cast. Uh, similar... Yeah, I, I was kind of surprised, honestly. I really didn't remember. Yeah, similarly to last week for Predator, I'm not going to dive into all their histories because I think their names kind of just do the justice for them. So we have yeah. Jack Nicholson playing two roles. Yes. We have Glenn Close, Annette Benning, Pierce Brosnan, Danny DeVito, Martin Short, Sarah Jessica Parker, Michael J. Fox, Tom Jones, Pam Greer, Natalie Portman, Jim Brown, Jack Black, Lisa Marie, and Sylvia Sidney. Um, God, I, I'm so, so excited to talk about this movie. Okay, so for those who don't know, this movie is based off of the Topps trading card game of the same name. I actually learned that last night when I watched it. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's, there was a lot of issues when it came to budgeting. So originally, Tim Burton wanted to do stop motion for the aliens. Um, okay. Stop motion for those who hear it. You, you, if you don't recognize what I'm talking about, you know it from like Nightmare for Christmas, yeah. Frankenweenie, right? That's like kind of Tim Burton's style when he does this. Um, so they actually chose computer animation with a mix of practical effects because obviously there are some like actual alien bodies in this movie. Yeah. Um, and it's because the budget just grew out of control because Tim Burton had his grand idea of what he wanted to do. And the studio kept stepping in and be like, yo, you're, you're spending too much money. 
Um, so I'm actually going to get this kind of out of the way. The film cost $80 million to, um, sorry, $70 million to make. They spent $20 more million on promotion, and it only grossed over $100 million at the box office. So for the studio, they felt it was a failure. Yeah. But hey, it got its money back and then some. It did. And not only, we're going to talk about it too. Okay. My, 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 my thoughts on this movie. Okay. <laughs> and obviously yours as well. Uh, music is from Danny Elfman, longtime collaborator yep. of Tim Burton, um, which I did not realize until I watched the Spider-Man movies that he did the Spider-Man theme. Yeah. Yeah. For those. Yeah. Obviously he did Batman. Yeah. Danny yeah. Elfman is... He's like Tim Burton's Rat Pack. Yes, yes, him, him and Johnny Depp and uh, Helena Bottom Carter. Okay, so a couple of background things. Again, like I'm trying to just kind of give the fun stuff. Uh, Tim Burton was brought this script, and he had an idea for either doing this or Dinosaurs Attack. Uh, Tim Burton turned down Dinosaurs Attack because he felt it would be way too similar to Jurassic Park. Which yeah, just came I, out that's three fair. years earlier. Uh, Burton, who was working on Ed Wood at the time, thought it'd be a very good opportunity for himself to pay homage not only to the work of Ed Wood, but also to like the 1950s sci-fi B-level movies, right? Like the yeah. campy sci-fi movies, um, some of which we've already talked about, like War of the Worlds, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, that kind of stuff. Uh, so Burton went to Warner Brothers to pitch the studio, and the studio was so intrigued by his idea that they actually bought the rights to the trading card series on his behalf for him. Oh wow! Does, yeah, do they still which is crazy own it? that they, they were that in, and then they started penny pitching, which is just nuts. Because the original script was budgeted at two hundred and sixty million dollars. And how much? Sorry, how much did it get made for? Seventy. So like. Way under budget. Exactly. Really. Which is crazy. Because yeah. I we're gonna talk about that obviously cinematography, but I think a lot of the stuff they do in this really holds up because of the camp. We'll talk about it. I don't yeah, think we're gonna talk phase, about it. I don't think you agree, maybe. <laughs> well, we're gonna talk about it. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so the decision to hire an A list ensemble cast was similar to how Irwin Allen used to do his big like adventure disaster movies. Uh, you may not reckon, recognize that director's name, but you probably know like the Poseidon Adventure, Towering Inferno, those I, movies. No, I don't know what okay, those so movies Poseidon are. Poseidon Adventure was about a ship that flips over. Okay, yeah, yeah. From the 70s, and then yeah, Towering yeah. Inferno, Building on Fire. Yeah, right? I figured. <laughs> uh, and Jack Nicholson, who plays two roles in this movie, apparently wanted to play all the roles. He had jokingly he wanted- said. He oh, said man, if Tim Burton had let him, he would have played everything. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, this is um, a return for Tim Burton and Jack Nicholson working together because famously Nicholson played Tim Burton's Joker. Yeah. Um, and Tim uh, Jack Nicholson only says positive things about working with Tim Burton as a director for letting him kind of flex his artistic talent. Susan Sarandon was originally supposed to play Barbara Land, who is the the hippie girl who's um, married to the not-president Jack Nicholson character. Yeah, the, like, weird cowboy one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, but that was obviously before uh, Annette Bening was cast. Um, she modeled her character after Anne Margaret's performance in Viva Las Vegas, which came out in 1964. Uh, Hugh Grant was the original choice to play the professor, um, but obviously that ended up going to Pierce Brosnan, which I think is 
perfect. Just oh yeah, absolutely perfect. Um, Meryl Streep and Diane Keaton were considered to play the first lady. Obviously, that went to Glenn Close. Uh, other actors who in this movie reunited with Tim Burton to come back, right, to kind of reprise their working relationship. We have Sylvia Sidney from Beetlejuice. She's the smoking HR lady from Beetlejuice. Okay, yeah, yeah. She's the old lady listening to Polka. Oh, yeah. Uh, Olan Jones from Edward Scissorhands. Danny DeVito from Batman Returns, where he obviously played the Penguin. Um, And then a little fun cameo, Justin. Roger L. Jackson is the uncredited voice of the Martian translator device. Do you know... What other famous horror voice he is behind? No. <laughs> Ghostface. Oh, interesting. And it is okay. because of his performance in this movie that he got an audition to try to become Ghostface. Wow. Is he still? Go- I, I, yes. I don't remember. For like all of the, the I, I didn't watch a TV show, so I don't yeah. know about that. But all of the movies, I'm not sure about this new one, but he is the voice of Ghostface. Like, should we watch the TV show? The first season honestly isn't that bad. Like, I don't mind if we do or not. Um, it's more going to be we don't have time to review it. That's for certain. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, that's that's a big ask. There's not me. time. Yeah. there's not time to do it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's keep going through things. I have a bunch of notes. I'm just trying to keep it keep it tight. Um. You might have noticed, if you are a fan of Dr. Strangelove, that the presidential war room was designed to look like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Justin. <laughs> Perfect. Um, during production and when they were making the visual effects, Tim Burton was insistent that these aliens look like the trading cards. Have you seen the old trading cards? I did yesterday. I got to remember what they look like. Uh Mars attacks trading cards. Oh yeah, they yeah that is very it's pretty similar. impressive, right? Yeah, like Tim Burton was was holding true to that. Yeah. So, like I mentioned earlier, Tim Burton wanted to use stop motion animation for the Martians. Uh, he he viewed it as an homage to Ray Harryhausen's like Jason and the Argonauts. If you've seen that movie with like the skeleton claymation. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Uh, similar to Beetlejuice, Tim Burton wanted to make the special effects look cheap and purposely fake. He viewed this as camp. He he did not care. He was not trying to convince you that it was real. He wanted you to be in on the campiness of it. Huh. Um, so that was that's the way he approached it. He approached the director of Night Before Christmas, Henry Selleck, to do the stop motion work. But Selleck at the time was busy doing James and the Giant Peach. Um, and then not only that, but Warner Brothers really just started throwing curveballs into slashing the budget. Um, trying to th- go through this. Basically, it was at this point where Warner Brothers stepped in and be like, they cut it from the 260 to 100, and then they came back to 75. So they brought in these people to start doing computer animation, but Tim Burton was very insistent that he wanted to have some real animation, uh, some real like models as well, which is why we see some of the alien models and everything too. Um, and that's pretty much the big stuff. The soundtrack is obviously all done by Danny Elfman, yep. with the exception of It's Not Unusual from Mr. Tom Jones. Yep. Um, 
it won a couple of awards. It was on the short list for the best visual effects, but it did not actually get the nomination. Instead, that went to Independence Day, Dragon Heart, and Twister. It did get um, seven nominations for the Saturn Award, uh, of which Danny Elfman won Best Music, and um, Tim Burton got nominated but didn't win anything. It won the Saturn Award for Best Science Fiction Film because it lost that. Actually, sorry, it lost that to Independence Day. Um, and it won the Hugo Award for the Best Dramatic Presentation. And that's kind of all the big stuff, man. Mm, interesting. Anything else? No, I mean, it's... it's Man, there's that... There's, like, weirdly a lot of information. Sorry, I went down, like, a, a Mars Attacks trading yeah. card game rabbit hole there for a minute. <laughs> Apparently, they, like, re-released some of them in 2017, and... Yeah. Uh, anyways, it's like a hundred dollars if you want some. Do um, I want? Is I want what? one of those Mars Attacks Martians? Oh, man! You think you can get one? Um, I know that there are some of the original ones on display in Tim Burton's Lost Vegas art display. Mm-hmm. When I went and saw Tim Burton's thing at MoMA, I think that he had a couple on display there at the time too. Really. But that's been years. I can't remember that one 100%. Oh, you can buy a Mars Attack uh, prop, life-size figure. You buy Tim Burton for, uh, it's like two grand. That's not bad. That's, a, that's, that's the cheapest one I am seeing. There, another Christmas one is $3,200. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. Um, um, by the way, we do have a Patreon if you want to help me get a Mars Attacks <laughs> alien. Okay, so that's it. I'm going to do my best with a 60-second summary. Uh, like I said, I've been kind of distracted as of late doing schoolwork, but you know, Justin, the old the old college try and all that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You ready? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll give you a countdown. You're good to go? Yep. Three, two, one, go. Movie starts. I love the song. I was going to ask you to, and you were going to do it. So, movie starts out with these spaceships coming from coming to Earth from Mars, and the president and all his advisors, except for one very, very angry general, like they're evil. They're evil. They're evil. They're like, no, they want to be our friends. They're super smart. So, the aliens land. The president sends out some friends to go work with them. They're talking. They get will all be peaceful. They release a dove. The alien shoots a dove and kills the whole crowd. Okay. Then the president is like, oh no, what are we going to do? And the angry general is like, no, we're going to fucking kill them all. And then they're like, no, no, like, don't be nice. So they invite the Martians to come to Congress. And they're sitting there talking, thinking it's all be nice. And then the aliens kill all of the, all of the So basically now it's too late. The Martians are taking over. They're killing everybody. And this little old lady is rocking out to some polka music. And she gets her headphones pulled out. And the polka pulls up all the aliens' heads. And then the polka plays around the world, kills the aliens, and restarts the world. And and this goofy-looking kid. Sorry, I got really excited by the big stuff. I missed a lot of the finer details. But, well, and, uh, and you got caught off guard by uh, it's not unusual. I, I was going to so. ask you to do it, but I always ask you to do so much. And I always feel bad no, whatever. for it. <laughs> I heard that and I was like, oh, fuck yeah. I gotta, I gotta it's play that. so perfect. It's, <laughs> I, I appreciate it so much. I do have this now, too. Thank God. That one has to stay on there forever. Whenever whenever, whenever we're talking, or one of us is talking too long, which usually tends to be, be me, 
Just push that button. Shut me up. I have three that I have no idea to do with. So it's that, this, away from her, you bitch. I don't give a crap. and then this. They're just on there now forever, I guess. We should probably get the sexual Tyrannosaurus on there, too. Oh, I can get that on there easy. <laughs> All right, perfect. So let's talk about plot. Yeah. Um, I kind of gave you a lot of background and ex- explanation to why this was such a campy plot. Like, yeah. it was Tim Burton's full intent. And the big thing I want to kind of get out there is I think a lot of people know that I am not into the B-movie campy kind of movie. Mm-hmm. I blame this. What do you mean by that, Larry? Well, this movie is camp. Yeah. But it is camp done by one of the most visually creative directors of all time. I will stand by that. Yeah. Tim Burton's artistic mind is just something very special. Scored by one of our generation's best composers. Yeah, absolutely. With a cast of some of our best actors. Or at least a broad yeah, scope yeah, of very yeah, yeah, good absolutely. actors. Yeah. And then you pair up to the fact that the cinematography is meant to, like I said, was meant to not be like super realistic. He wasn't trying to show you skin peeling from bone. It was meant to be that kind of campy 50s vibe, right? To so, me, this is the perfect campy movie. 100%. <laughs> like, I, I just love it. I so you're into like the AAA camp, not like the indie yeah, camp. And, and, yeah. And like I said, I watched this when I was a little kid. I came back to it later. But this is the standard to which I hold camp. And maybe that's not fair. It probably isn't. But I love this. Like, I, I, I think this movie is fun. There are so many iconic scenes. The story is so funny. The humans are like, oh, no, they're our friends. And they kill everybody. Like, no, no, they're probably our friends. And then they kill everybody. And it's just like the French friend is like, oh, no, he, he's here to make peace. And then he kills everybody. And it's just like humans are stupid. And then it's like the kids have to save the day. And then I love the fact that uh, Tim Burton doesn't go for the trope and um, Jim Brown's character survives and comes back at the end and his kids who are shown early in the movie as shooting space invaders like pick up the guns and save the president like come on man like like it's is this citizen kane no it's not it's goofy it's over the top like jack black's soldier character is just ridiculous like it's it's not meant to be serious which is why this is a how funny scary entry for us yeah, honestly. yeah absolutely um but if you want to sit down and have a good time and laugh and be a little bit afraid, we'll talk about that. Again, I mentioned that a little bit earlier, but talk about that. Uh, I don't think you can. I don't think you can beat this. And there's, it, it's just a fun story. There's a romance between Pierce Brosnan and Sarah Jessica Parker, and there's like the military drama. And I don't know. I just, I I, I am with you for the most part. Okay. Um, I do think it's like a fun, campy movie. I I don't think it's like amazing i just think it's like it's there it's fun it's campy and it is definitely like a high production campy obviously imagine if they had given him the full budget oh it'd be insane i bet the visuals would hold up a lot better um (laughs) um, but not only that it like (laughs) it also shows you how fucking stupid people are yeah and i i I think that's actually hilarious and i so funny 
those uh, the the parents in the, in the trailer at the end who are all, all about like oh they can't go they <laughs> yeah, better not step they foot are in here our trailer yeah the I, home. I I know people like that yeah <laughs> and it's like oh yeah okay yeah those people exist um no I, I I think it does do a good job of like being campy in a fun way again yes. I don't think this is gonna like it's like killer clowns right everyone's in on the yes. joke everyone like. Tim Burton made sure that every single person understood the assignment. Like, we are not... Like, the same year Independence Day came out. Independence yes. Day is a great action Oh, movie. I fucking love Independence I Day. I love it. And there's, like, very serious speeches, and it's very... Like, the speech the president gives before they go off, and there's, like, very emotional moments. But if you pair that in comparison to this, right, Independence Day is a much more serious film and a lot more like driven like that but this is more fun like this is something that you don't have to, like you can just throw on and have a good time with and i don't know i i i like it i like it a lot i would not have yeah. anything negative to say i mean i i again i i think it's like it's not gonna like blow anybody out of the water or anything i think I, the I first think... time you watch it it would i think on repeat it wouldn't I don't know. I, it didn't hit me the same way that uh, Killer Clowns did. I will say that because okay. I I am trying to like you want me to. I am trying to look back at other yeah, yeah. movies that oh, we've watched, yeah, yeah. and I definitely did pit this against Killer Clowns in my head. Um, I think it's fair. I think it's fair. I think paying it between that and Night of the Creeps, I think, is the best way to do it. Yeah, and, and I wasn't a huge fan of Night of the Creeps. Yeah, um, but I also wasn't. I don't know, like, I, I, again, I think this is a good plot. I don't think it's amazing. And yeah, I, I think that's fair. I don't know, like, it, it, again, it, it's just, it's fun and goofy, but I don't, you know, a lot of the times those fun and goofy movies aren't amazing. They're just like, oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah, sometimes I get, like, yeah. similarly, like, Get Him to the Greek is probably my favorite comedy movie of all time. I saw it in theaters, like, 10 12 times i've never seen that movie but other people may not feel that way which is fine yeah all right i gave it a nine for plot oh boy i, I gave it a seven i actually put it right in between killer clowns and night of the creeps okay so cinematography um i mentioned during the background that tim burton was trying to not make it look realistic so i did keep that into consideration when scoring stuff but what i do want to say up front um is i love the way the aliens kill people I think oh, the like ray gun, the ray gun that turns them into like they they dissolve and they come into the skeletons and the skeletons are there and they're like red and green based on what color the ray gun is. I think that is such a brilliant way to do it because it's still terrifying and scary, um, but it's also like it goes back to that camp, right? It's not meant to like be gory or graphic or have guts and everything everywhere because even. There's a scene where Jack Nicholson, as the president, shakes the hand of the Martian leader after he gives his big, compelling speech, and the hand comes off, stabs him through the back, and the flag goes up. There's not a lot of blood there. Like This isn't about that. It's more meant to be fun. Um, I think the aliens look awesome. I think they look terrifying. The brains and little like flesh dangling in their eyes that don't blink. And then um, I think the transition from the computer animated which was forced by the studio to tim burton's models yeah that we do see later on when they're moving around mm -hmm. or hiding behind bodies and stuff like when the two kids in the white house pick up the ray guns they're hiding behind his body right for cover mm -hmm. yeah um 
and then you compare that to the tops card i think it's remarkable how similar those three things look since that was three different people kind of leading that charge because i think there's a lot of times where we've seen like cgi monsters that come to like physical props and they don't look anything like it i think they did do a good job of keeping that on the level um there are some things that I think could be better there. The ships, although funny and iconic, look bad at times. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> There's a scene where the ship knocks over the Washington Monument and squishes the Boy Scout troop. God. Um, stupid. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a scene where Glenn Close gets squished by the chandelier. That's obviously a, a body double. But then you go back to like when Martin Short's picking up the, the alien prostitute. And, like, she's just sitting there, like, being all weird. And, like, he puts his finger in her mouth to pull the gum out. And she chomps his finger off and spits it in. Like, there there are some... And when she moves down the hallway, there are some scenes that are just really good. And I feel like Tim Burton's method of not trying to be the scientific standard for the movie industry at the time. Because it will age. And just saying, like, we're just going to make a fun movie. I don't care if it looks bad. Because I think that works out well, in my own opinion. I think that works out well for films. Because you could either be like a Stanley Kubrick and push the boundaries and really get like, like a 2001 Space Odyssey, right? Or you can do Tim Burton's approach. Like, I'm, like, I can't get that. Like, that's not my expertise. So what I'll do is, is I'll cut, I'll cut into it purposely. And so when you look back on it, you know that's what I was doing. I think it works in some instances. I think some other instances it doesn't. Because in particular, yeah. the Pierce Brosnan, Sarah Jessica Parker, Chihuahua head stuff does not, that did not oh, age well. God, no, that doesn't work. It's funny. All. It's freaking oh, hilarious. it's freaking hilarious, but it does, but it not, does not look, look good. good. <laughs> no. Like Pierce um, Brosnan's not even looking at Sarah Jessica Parker when they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's weird because like, so generally like right after I watch the movie, before I look into anything, I write down my scores. Cool. Um. So this might, my score might be a little uh, uh, rough, but uh, I, I mean, I think a lot of, I mean, I actually like, uh, again, I think the CGI of the 90s <laughs> does not look great. I, I think they did a decent job here. I mean, obviously, like we'd mentioned the dog head and the headless or the bodiless uh, Pierce Brosnan look, just look fucking bad. Or the Chihuahua on Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker's yeah. body looks just so stupid um uh even like the weird uh bowling scene at stonehenge like basically anytime the ships are involved i think they're funny but it doesn't I look I, I agree good that yes i think yeah. it would have been better if timber had gotten his way and was able to use stop motion yeah I, I i mean because like you said we do we do get like the live i guess live action bodies of these aliens and i think they're they look amazing, amazing. they're amazing amazing <laughs> yeah and, and like I, I wasn't a huge fan of the hand coming off because you can kind of like tell it went to cgi and it was like yeah it, it looked off and same with uh, uh when what's his name gets shrunk shrunk down that was fun that was it so was well funny. that's the thing is it was funny but it was like oh that looks really bad okay um but i i think there are even like some cgi uh alien shots that look good obviously when they're like running around and like she i mean basically shooting everybody i i think the bodies look amazing yeah. um 
Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I was very like the middle of the road with this movie. I will say my points went up a little bit when I was doing my research and I found out that it was the intent. I, yeah. I will say it went up a whole point because it definitely doesn't look that good. But when you find <laughs> out that the studio was being assholes and that Tim Burton, what he would, what he was able to get his way on, he purposely wanted it to look fake and campy. Yeah, and I mean, I will say that's like, <coughs> excuse me, good on him for like yeah. kind of leaning into it. It's his style, uh, so. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I gave it an eight. Like I said, it was a seven, but when I when I did my research and found that out, like I, I in good conscience, I couldn't keep it there because I, it was his intent. So I gave it an eight. Uh, I, I I gave it a six. Okay. <laughs> um, I will say one of my favorite scenes is uh, by Byron. Uh, the the uh boxer yeah uh beating the shit out of an alien <laughs> i love it dude <laughs> when he like full so on like vibe in the end too that made me so yeah. happy yeah when he walks up there and he's like i'm still here oh my god that leads us into audio danny elfman is a fucking legend i love yep. every single score he does is amazing having tom jones in there singing it's not unusual and then ending the damn movie on it <laughs> okay it's just so perfect i i have to say i don't know where this fucking land of animals that'll walk up to you is it's amazing (laughs) so i think we can agree that the soundtrack is great oh the soundtrack is amazing yes um the aliens and the all their sound effects in my opinion are the best we've had this season and i'm i'm comparing that to aliens and predator and all of that like the knack 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 you have them the soundboard go ahead and push the button yeah i mean and the ray gun sounds are great and the spaceship like it's just it's pure martian camp and i think it works perfectly and like, even if you haven't seen this movie, you know the the knack knack sounds that the aliens make. I, I will say, I do remember. Um, this might kind of go back to when I watched it. I do remember playing in my elementary school playground okay. with some of my friends, and we would run around pretending that we are were the the uh, Martians from really? this movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> That's, oh man! That's so oh great. yeah! Oh, I just remember that. Um, but no, I I mean I think that again I I love how the aliens sound. The ray guns, the soundtrack I think is fantastic. I'm not a huge fan of some of the uh, actors and in this. That's where I wanted to get to. That's why I get. To, okay. I put the two out there that I thought we'd be on par with. Yes. To yeah. get to this one, so go ahead. Yeah. <sighs> I can't, I don't I don't know his name, and I'm sorry, okay. uh, but the kid. Which kid? Uh, the, the, uh, the donut shop kid? Yes. Okay. I do not like him. <laughs> Either do I. Uh, okay. Lucas Haas is his Yeah, name. his... And I understand, like, his speech at the He's end was supposed to be, now, like, by the way. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I understand that his speech was, like, supposed to be, like, awkward and, like, teenagery. It just came off bad. And, I mean, it, it, that's how he was the whole movie, right? Like, he... And it's always hard to tell for me to tell if it was writing or acting that kind of made it that way but yeah he he just never like sells anything to me he just kind of seems like i'm here for the paycheck oh wow really okay yes yeah i really did not like his his uh portrayal 
portrayal, not betrayal, portrayal of, uh, I don't even remember his, Richie, I Richie. think his name was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of him. So do you want to know my thoughts? Yes. I love it. I think you have a very good point. I think that Lucas Haas is the weakest actor of the bunch. Yep. yep. But I think it's because he is surrounded by Gods. amazing character actors. <laughs> yeah. Like astounding character actors. Yeah. Like obviously, like the big names are obvious, like the Danny DeVitos, Jack Nicholson, Sarah Jessica Parker, Michael J. Fox. Like those are all fine. But what I want, well, what I want to talk about though, which really impressed me a lot of times, is Tom Jones, who's playing himself. Yeah. Usually when that happens, it's very obvious and it's not good. But I thought he did a good job of like putting him like for not being an actor of like doing that. Well, I, I definitely think that it, it it helped that he was playing himself, right? Like yep. he was, he didn't have to act. He just had to be himself. Although I do need to bring up something because you had mentioned their name. Okay. Not, I, I, I don't know what it is. I really dislike Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> I liked her character. I thought it was funny. I, I do not like her character in this. I, I think that some of her, her characters in other movies are good. Mm-hmm. Um, Hocus Pocus. Um <laughs> But here, I just, I did not like it. But, I mean, I, I think it kind of goes with, like, I think, weirdly enough, she is, like, one of the, well, not the only one, obviously. Like, there's a bunch of grimy dudes in this that are yeah. fucking disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, oh, and, uh, um, oh, my God, why am I blanking on the name? Martin Short. Yeah, Martin Short, obviously, fucking deserve it. Um, But, yeah, I, I don't. I don't like her character. I mean, I don't like okay. their characters either, but I also, I think their portrayals, sorry, I'm still sick. Portrayals of them are like, they play <laughs> grimy people good. Yeah. I, I just, I don't like her portrayal of, I don't even remember her name in this movie. I forget too. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it was great. But I mean, I think that goes with Pierce Brosnan too. Um, I don't think he makes a good scientist. <laughs> Really? I love it, yeah. dude. I, I think it's perfect. Okay, but that, that's fair. Yeah. But the one person who I want to shout out okay. is Jim Brown. So, oh, Hell yes. Yeah. So if you don't know, I'm not sure. You got really into football, but he's considered the greatest professional football player to ever live. I did not even know he was from football. I just, I know that, him that's from. That's he's from. He's like, he's been in some movies, but literally like. I know him from this movie and that is it. Okay. So yeah. So like he was a professional football player and yeah for him to be doing to come in here and have a very pivotal role right like a really important role throughout the whole thing and being up against these danny devito's jack nicholson's right he kills it and for him to survive at the end like i was just so happy even as a kid i was so happy and yeah i i, I think his performance is great but i'll, I'll just i'll just tell you i I'm 100% into it. And if you didn't notice, Ray J is his son. The rapper Ray J. The one who had a sex tape with Kim Kardashian. Yeah, he's he's one of the little kids. Yeah, sorry. I, sorry. Brandy's, I don't I don't know who any of those Brandy's people are. Brother. I'm pretty sure if I remember my pop culture correctly. Okay, doesn't matter. I yeah, I love it. So I'll tell you now, I gave it a 10. I, I just love it. I, oh, even wow. though there are some weak performances in there, I just... Everyone understood the assignment. The soundtrack is fantastic. And just how iconic the Martians have become, um, I think, are just top tier. So I did give it a perfect score for myself. 
wow, uh, this was beyond perfect for me. Uh, yeah. or, or not beyond perfect. Way below perfect yes, for me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I gave it a six. Okay. Um, I, a, a lot of the acting really didn't hit for me, especially this time watching. Um, I, I really, I, like I mentioned before, I, I think Jim Brown did a fantastic job. And I, I, again, I know him from this movie and mm-hmm. he could be the main character. <laughs> he should be the main character yeah. of this movie. He kind of is. Yeah. Oh, I would, I would just, I would watch a movie <laughs> based on his character. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I think it's fantastic, but, uh, Yeah. Again, if this wasn't yeah. a how funny, scary, and wasn't campy, like we weren't like fully aware that the assignment was camp, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be a ten. But since it was, that's where it's at. But also, I will defend the soundtrack and the alien stuff. Oh, the soundtrack is yeah. amazing, but I really think a lot of the camp really brought it down for me. Okay, perfect. Yeah, how funny, scary. Sorry, I told a story about how I couldn't finish it as a kid because it scared the shit out of me. It did. It legit. And there are still times now, like even last night when I watched it again, where I got a little bit afraid. And I think it's just the residual fear from a kid. It's 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 just like the way the bodies turn into those glowing skeletons, and like when Sarah Jessica reaches out for Michael J. Fox's hand, like, and then the aliens themselves are scary. Like they are scary looking. Like those are terrifying little monsters. Like, that's scary looking than the Xenomorph. Sorry, Rachel, it is. Like, they scare the shit out of me. Um, And it, it's just crazy because, like, we've seen so many things. And it it, 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 it's, it scares me to this day. It, it, it really does. Um, But not in the same way. Like, I can finish it now. I can don't have to hide or turn it off. Um, And then funniness or hilarity or whatever word fits better there than my grammar could help me again i am just spending hours a day in statistics and financial statements so please forgive me <laughs> uh i think this movie is fucking hilarious it, every single like me and devin were sitting on the couch just dying laughing with each other like i just think it's great the script knows what it's doing tim burton lets these character actors just kind of dive into this campy level like look at your jack black character being the ma- the macho soldier getting there he's like assigned to doing nothing then he tries to be a hero and he fails after and gets killed and this the president's speech and he he gets killed it's like it's just it's just so funny it's a perfect deconstruction of how so many people suck and it's just but it's not like mean it's not like punching down any point it's just very it's just very aware and i i love it i i think i think it's hilarious I, it's one of my favorite Tim Burton movies. I'll just straight up tell you. Interesting. Okay. Go ahead. Like I said, oh, there, there, there's yeah. a reason why I, like, <laughs> when I built this list that Mars Attack was on it no matter what and why I asked for the artwork. So, Yeah, I, I, I think that um, this is like, for me, it was never really a scary movie. I disagree with uh, anything in this movie looking better than Xenomorph. Not better. Uh, the aliens scare me more in this than a xenomorph does. Oh no, that's not the same for me. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, again, I didn't watch any of the alien movies until a couple months ago. Way old. Well, I saw AVP, but I'd never seen an actual alien yeah. movie. 
Um, honestly, like this movie. So this movie never really like scared me, and I think the funniness I'm factor. Scared the fuck shit. Sorry. Out of me, <laughs> uh, well, I well. He pulls his hand back, and it's just his hand. It's green skeleton sitting there. Dude, I have nightmares of that as a kid. Yeah, see, for it's really like for me, it was like campy and nothing else. Um, it, it was it had its funny moments, but I again to me now, it wasn't as funny as I remember it. Okay. Um. Uh. That I mean, that's not to say I don't like don't like this movie because I actually really do like this movie. I just I think this is the scoring well, area that, that really. Comedy. In particular, like similar to the 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 horror, yeah. if it doesn't hit for you, it doesn't hit for you, and you you can't force yourself to have it hit. Like yeah, like there might be a comedy people really love, like Blues Brothers, right? Like that's a movie that I enjoy watching, but people find it like super funny. I don't get that from that movie. So it's 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 personal. So you don't have to justify it if, you, if it doesn't make you. No, laugh. no, I I no, I know I don't have to justify it. I'm just saying like. Yeah, it really didn't hit for me this time, um, which is unfortunate because I, I do really like this movie, but I think this is, like, the one area that can make or break a review. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I think for me this time it is <laughs> going to break. Okay. Yeah. So that being said, I gave it a 10. The fact that it still scares oh, me, God. and the, like, like I said, Devin and I sat on the couch last night just laughing our asses off and... I mean, I own this on Blu-ray. I own this on VHS. I own this on DVD. Like, again, I'm a Tim Burton fan, but I think that this is super funny. And the fact that that death scene of Michael J. Fox still scares me to this day. I, I can't. It's similar to Jaws, right? I don't swim in the ocean. I have to get a 10, right? The fact that that still scares me freaking 15, 25, no, 25 years later. Jesus Christ, I'm old as shit. Like, I, I, I couldn't sleep well at night not giving it that. So, I did give it a 10. Uh, I gave it a 4. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't hit as much for me as it normally does. Again, there's still there's still a couple moments that get me that are funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's it, it really didn't hit for me this time. All right. I feel bad. I feel like the last uh, two movies I've picked, you haven't been – you give them like in the fifties. I gotta find. Hopefully, I can get back up into the higher numbers for you. I feel like you're losing we'll, fun. We'll we'll get there. Well, okay. yeah, yeah, we'll get there. We'll find something. <laughs> okay. So to review our scores for plot, yeah. I gave it a nine. You gave it a seven. For cinematography, I gave it an eight. You gave it a six. For audio, I gave it a ten. You gave it a six. And for how funny, scary, I gave it a ten. You gave it a four. That gives it an even seventy-five on our master list. Do 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 do. It actually easily enough falls in between two movies uh, which it's tied with so it's tied with invasion of the body snatchers um and the og suspiria right above it film wise is the og king kong and right below it film wise is the og evil dead interesting which i think is a lost episode yeah yes it is wow those are starting to stack up a little bit uh huh (laughs) The lost episodes. I think there's only like two or three of them, but yeah. they are they are famous now. Yeah. So yeah, any last thoughts on Mars Attacks before we wrap this up and move on? No, I mean it sucks because I do really like this movie, but uh-huh. I don't know, for some reason it just did not did not hit. Man, I'm looking at our episodes. 
was the last good score I gave to Killer Clowns. Oh uh, no, you gave it to Alien. Okay, Aliens. Yeah, Aliens, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was actually oh. the Debbie Downer for that one. Uh, so like a month ago. <laughs> yeah, you you, you oh. haven't been having a good time with the movies. The last good one you gave was The Thing because it's now our number one film. Oh man, I and I'm gonna say this game that we got coming up. It's not gonna be good either. <laughs> no. Hey, okay. two weeks, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, that being said, that is our Mars Attacks review. We're going to play a commercial from a member podcast of the Kaleidoscope Media Network, or maybe we're not. I'm trying to read Justin's face now. Is that on No, we're not. Yet? I don't have that loaded up. All right. We are going to play a little bit of audio from the Saw franchise, and we're going to head on into the closing. I don't give a crap if you covered yourself in peanut butter and had a 15 hooker gangbang. All right. It's not a commercial like you would normally hear, but it works. Next week, we are reviewing the film Captive State. This is a forced entry from patron Ginger. Um, I actually haven't seen it. I remember seeing trailers about it when it came out, but I've never actually seen the movie. Have you seen it? I didn't even know it was a thing until you told me we were watching it. Well, there you go. I I think (laughs) John Goodman's in it. Okay, okay, that'll be good. Um, so I am excited about that. We will get some audio from Marcus as well to explain why. But I have high hopes. I have high hopes that Marcus has finally forced something on us that we're going to enjoy. I, I am coming into next week with excitement and and goodwill. My expectations are really low. So <laughs> hopefully hopefully that'll that'll work for it. The week after that is supposed to be Dead Space 3, but I still haven't started that. Yeah, I haven't either, so why don't we move that around right now? Okay, good. I'll do that after after we get into the, the post-credit stuff. <laughs> um, so, Justin, any last thoughts? No, I mean, I'm happy I don't have to beat a game in a week anymore, so <laughs> I'm Cheers. glad we both haven't started Yeah, well, still, I'm glad we both haven't started it yet. <laughs> yeah, honestly, with schoolwork, like, literally, like, I'm not even playing Destiny. Like, until I get my finals yeah. done next week, like, I can't. Like, I'm not going to... Burnout That's okay. I, I I think I know what we're gonna push up there, so it's okay. I have an idea for what we can push up there. Actually, maybe a fun idea. Okay, sounds good to me. Yeah. So, guys, uh, patrons, remember after the credits, you'll hear us talk about um, our uh, favorite superhero movies of all time. But everyone else, until next time, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. You guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tears, so head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later. Bye.